doors, you kick down walls. And anyone who tells you, you can't, you take your fears, your insecurities, your worries, you roll them all up into a ball, you turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up, then candy out! Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy-washy motherfuckers. I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, and with the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. And he kill it while you sitting down Bitch about how I triple my fan base Now worth bench Can't say that's worse bitch Do something fuck it I post something Don't switch podcast. up Still a midget best first bitch I'm gonna rap my shit Founder CEO Ryan Buck I wanna thank you all for stopping in for our interview with IFBB Pro, Charles Griffin here. Uh, Charles was supposed to be on the podcast earlier, but what happened was your boy recorded the podcast live and in person at Los Campiones Gym, and uh, for whatever reason, the audio didn't work. So this time we got Charles back on. Audio works. I verified it, and uh, you get to hear his story. Professional bodybuilder, graced the Olympia stage, back at it here in 2020. He's, the, he's an official Redcon 1 athlete. Um, Charles has a crazy story. Uh, Charles' brother plays in the NFL, but Charles uh, found himself going a different route, and uh, that route consisted of drug use. And he was down a path that was almost to the point of no return that he'll talk about here on the podcast. Uh, Charles, yeah, I, I don't want to spend a ton of time here on the opening and, and, and giving you uh, the forum on the podcast. You guys can discover that yourself. Uh, but I'm 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 happy we got Charles on, and we're happy that um, Charles was able to open up and talk about certain things in his life. And there can be a moment in the podcast if you guys are watching via YouTube. There's a moment in the podcast where you see Charles get extremely emotional. Now that might not come across in the audio, so I highly encourage you all to come to YouTube to our YouTube channel and, and check it out that way um, if you can. It, it's something that's uh, it's very powerful stuff, especially when people show real raw emotion. That just lets you know that he, they're a human being. And, uh, you know, obviously how much things that things that they go through, they care about. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, over at YouTube. Write a review. Helps out the algorithm so more people can find us. We're at fitnessinformer.com. We're on all the different social media channels. So I'm going to wrap up the opening here. Charles Griffin, IBB Pro, um, was on the Olympia stage, hoping to grace the Olympia stage again here soon. Here is Charles. Here is his story. Let's go. This is your personal invitation to the Redcon 1 Alpha Team, our new exclusive subscription program. Enjoy members-only access to the Alpha Team apparel collection, priority customer service privileges, early shopping on major deals, exclusive flavor selections, and a whole lot more. This is your opportunity to become a Redcon 1 VIP. There's limited spots available, so go to redcon1.com and sign up today.
For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. All right, last time we tried to do this, it fucked up. Yep, 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 yep. My fault. <laughs> My fault. Um, we're not going to talk about that. Let's start with the breaking news today. Mr. 212 hopping into your division. Did you see it? Flex Lewis is going to be oh, yeah, over. He got, the, he got the, the invite. Special invite from the Olympia. He got a special invite, and uh, I think this is the first time where a special invite is like, <laughs> they, hit it on a, they hit it on the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he hasn't competing in, um, in the open class, but will he do good in the open class? Yes. Does he deserve to get the special invite? Yes, you know, some of these special invites they do give out. I'm like, man, why do they give a special invite to this or this that? Right. But I think it was well-deserved. Well, I think last year they do, I mean, they, they do Kai Green every yeah, year. Yeah, they do Kai Green. Kai's every year. Um, Flex is interesting because being 212 coming up to your division now, like the question is, is he gonna be big enough? Is he gonna be able to bring like the package? And there's a lot of people that I spoke to within this world that thinks it's great for the sport, but doesn't necessarily think he's gonna do fantastic. Mm, I think it's great for the sport, and I think he's going to do fantastic. He's a, have you ever met him before? Yeah, I met him before. Um, one day, he just reached out to me on Instagram and, oh, started, really? and started talking to him. I'm like, oh, shit, this is yeah. Flex Lewis right here. I took a, I took a minute to reach, uh, reply back to him and everything like that. But no, uh, Flex is, man, I think he's going to do well, man. You know, there's a lot of shorter guys in the um, open class, like John De La Rosa. You got uh, Heidi. You got William Bonac. So yeah, he could stand up with those guys. So I think he's gonna do well. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm excited to get a chance to possibly stand on stage with him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah, I think he's gonna do well. That's still the goal. Get yeah, back, yeah. get back to Vegas. We yeah. talked about this last time before we got cut off. Uh, Flex is one of the most like genuine human beings yeah, in the world. Yeah, Super nice yeah. guy. Doesn't need to be, but he is. Um, a lot of people in the sport too. We talk about and who have you met in the past? You know that you've maybe walked up to you, introduced yourself, or they introduced themselves to you that you were maybe shocked that they were as nice as they were or as approachable as they were? Oh, uh, man, you know, I'm going to just speak on the Olympia lap. Uh -huh. 2018, one of the coolest persons I spoke with was Brandon Curry. Mm. He was real cool, you know. Mr. I, o now. Yeah, Mr. O now. He was, uh, he was real cool. Brandon was, uh, he was real cool, easy to do to talk to. Dutch is always cool. William Bonac, you know, it, it's pretty much everybody, you know. Um, it seemed like once you... Make it, make it to that spot, and you're on the same level as them. I, I haven't got any uh, bad, any bad feels from anybody. Everybody's been real cool, but the one that stuck out a lot is uh, Brandon Curry. He stuck out a lot. He was real, he was real genuine person, easy to speak to, and you could tell that he wanted to speak. You know, yeah. what I mean, he wasn't, um, you know, like what is this guy talking to me for? He was a good dude. He yeah, good dude. he's I mean, it's a great yeah. story for him yeah. too, and yeah. obviously had a phenomenal 2019. Yeah. We talked about your 2019 last time, not exactly what you wanted in yeah. 2019. Yeah. Um, what can you take from? I don't know. Do you consider 2019 a disappointment? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I do. Like, like again, um, 
should I want Chicago? I'm gonna say, yeah, I, I think I should have won Chicago. I think I brought enough to win Chicago, but. Was Chicago in the summer? Chicago was July. July, July yep. 4th. Yep. So, um, the Tampa Pro, um, I think I should have been in the top five, but do I think I should have did way better? No, I'm not gonna say I did way better. I feel like I got exposed a little bit just because of, um, I was having some knee issues, you know what I mean? So when I'm a certain weight, I just can't perform and I can't do, I can't train legs like I need to, so. Um, Why is that? That's interesting, because I mean, you got Matt, Matt's a phenomenal coach and you guys have obviously talked about this. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. you get to a certain, what is that weight threshold that? Right now, like right now, my knees are great. Mm -hmm. And when you're weighing in? I'm weighing right now, I'm weighing 265. Okay. So right now, this is the, 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 the juicy area right here is 265, where the last month, leg day's been great. They've been good, like this last leg day, I've, don't feel my knees at all. So usually when I'm going in the gym on Sundays and I beat my legs up, I feel my knees. I don't feel my quads. So this time my quads are exhausted. I don't feel my knees. So okay. this 265 is a, a, a sweet spot for us right now. So um, like I said, when I get back from vacation, then I get with Matt and let's try to push that pound, push it another pound or two pounds and see if we can hold it at that weight and see if my knees are fine. But right now, 265 is a good area for us to yeah, so it's like I'm gonna have to take the leaner approach instead mm. of getting up to 280 and trying to build. I'm gonna have to take the leaner approach on things because it doesn't make any sense if I'm heavy like that and I can't perform. It, it just makes no sense. Then that's when I start messing with my symmetry again. My upper body's gonna grow and my legs are not gonna be growing like my upper body. So I don't want to mess with my symmetry. So I, I reached out to Matt. He was like, "Okay, let's try it, buddy." So we came down and weighed, and right now my knees feel great. So. I'm gonna just have to turn this 265 into a more solid 265 and just ground it out at this weight. How frustrating is it for you? Because I mean, most bodybuilders, I mean, the goal is like, swole is the goal, we like to get big as fuck, yeah, yeah, big, yeah, big, yeah, big, yeah. and you, you, you've recognized like, if I get too big, I can't perform. Yeah, like, yeah, is that yeah. frustrating? It was very frustrating, you know? Um, it, it, it was very frustrating. It took a, um, took a toll on me, it took a toll on me. I was angry, you know? I went to see the doctors and seen this and seen that, talked to uh, the, the, Sports doctors, I talk to all of them, so it's not, it's not, uh, it, I'm over it now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I know what I gotta do. If I keep dwelling on it, what is that gonna do, yeah. you know what I mean? I know what I gotta do now. Both so knees are just one in particular? It's both of them. Okay. It's both of them. It, it's crazy. Like, uh, my knees would be great when I'm, um, when I'm in the off season 280, oh, they're horrible. Mm -hmm. As soon as I start prepping and I hit a certain weight, my knees are perfect yeah. and I don't feel anything. So. It's just like, yeah, I love to be big. I love to be 280 pounds, <laughs> that, but yeah. if I can't perform, it makes no sense. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I just seen a recent thing where Phil Heath, he's one around, he's one around 266, yeah. 266 pounds. So, um, you know, long, I got enough mass. I got this. I just got to improve on the parts that need to be improved. So, and that's my legs. Mm -hmm. So if I'm being heavy and I can't perform, I'm not going to improve on my legs. So I got lower down and, improve on my legs was everything else I got, you know what I mean? So I just feel like that's my weak point right there is my legs, which put me on blast at the Tampa with some big boys. Yeah. Lou Sandow, Ian, Dexter, you know, it just, it, it put me on a little blast right there. Hassan, so it's like, that's where I gotta get, that's where I gotta improve at. You enjoy leg day? Yeah, I enjoy leg day, and that's why it was so frustrating because in my head, I, I'm a fucking animal. I wanna go crazy on legs, but then, my knees were giving me problems. It's yeah. like, I can't do it. I can't perform like this. So I went to, um, over there by the Minnesota Vikings Stadium, the, the, the new- TCL over there. Yeah, I went over there. To, went over there and one of the guys was, uh, one of the doctors, 
weightlifting federation, this and that, that and that. He knew all what I was going through. So it's just like, I put on so much weight in a short period of time. And I don't know, my knee structures are already weak to, yep. from the beginning, they said. And it's just like something that I got to deal with, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was very frustrating because I'm ready to go in and go at it. But lately, I've been able to go in and go at it, and it's been feeling great. I think you highlighted something that's super important, though, is because like the human body's never—we're not supposed to be this big. No. Like we're not—we weren't designed to be 280, yeah. 300 pounds. And at how tall are you? Five nine. Five nine. Change. Yeah. I like to say five ten. <laughs> yeah, five ten. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, because I started the game out. You know, I was like in my 170s, 2014, and um, I got up to 280. So that's like 110 pounds of weight yeah and, and four and, or five and, years and four or five years you know what i mean uh, a lot of bodybuilders i'm going against yeah they put on weight but did they put that weight on that quick mm -hmm. you know, dexter dexter boom 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 every year little bit by little i just grew in and just well dexter's 80 years old yeah so I mean, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But still just see how dexter grew you know he, he just like so it's like i put 110 pounds on in a, in a short amount of time and with my knee structures already being weak and what it is, there's just a, a, a lot on them, you know what I mean? Do you have issues with your knees, younger playing sports, growing oh, up? Oh, yeah, you know, I had, I, I like to say I had oxygen slaughters on them because I hit a, a, a late growth spurt. Mm -hmm. I was like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, I was short. And when I used to come out of the basketball games and stuff, I used to have keeping hot pads and heating pads on my knees because they used to just get achy and get cold and this and that. So I been had those problems right there. And, um, you know, 2014, 15, 16, I was in there doing six, 700-pound squats. I got footage of it, and I was just pounding them out, pounding them out. And in 2017, I started feeling a little of them. It was all good. Then 2018 and 19, it was, it was they, they got terrible on yeah. me. So, they were terrible this year, and then what we did was we just uh, dropped the weight down, and uh, being being a leaner, being a, being a little leaner, and it's doing the knees good. You know, yeah. what I mean, my knees feel great right now. Around that 2016-17 mark, when you were in bodybuilding, I think you referred to as probably like the strongest bodybuilder on the planet yeah. at one point. Like, yeah. I mean, so that we hadn't heard that since essentially Ronnie Coleman days when he yeah. was out there squatting yeah. 800. Like it's you know, yeah. a warm-up set. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, we, we talked to him last time. Is he somebody you kind of like watch him and, and his work ethic and be like, I want that? Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Because I, I train smart still. Mm -hmm. I still train smart. And I feel like Ronnie's the beast. He's the, the GOAT. You can't take nothing from him. I will never say anything bad about Ronnie or what he did because he's the GOAT. You know what I mean? So his training style, no, that wouldn't work for me. I'm a little more smart, a little more, I like the more controlled. I'm all about form, this and that. And, I'm lifting heavy shit under control, and I got great form. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not just going here balls out and looking like, you know, looking like craziness doing it. You know what I mean? So I make sure I'm keeping form and everything in check. So I think training has come even in the last like handful of years since Ronnie's time. Like we've learned so much more yeah. about the muscle and hypertrophy and like how to grow mm -hmm. versus I mean Ronnie back in his days like lift heavy shit, put heavy shit down, yeah. eat chicken, then grow, and grow. it worked. You know what I mean? I, I like to tell my clients like anybody can move the weight, mm -hmm. but can you feel the way? You yeah. know what I mean? Slow it down. Don't be doing ha, ha, ha. Slow it down. Feel every part of the concentric and eccentric part of the movement. So that's what I'm all about. I'm all about form with my heavy, with great form. That's yeah. what it's about. You know what I mean? Talk to me on Instagram a little bit because you're not competing right now. Scrolling through and seeing guys getting ready for the Arnold, which, I mean, as of this recording, we're a month out from the Arnold. Yeah. And you're seeing your uh, your friends and everybody getting ready for the show yeah. um, get you going? Yeah, it gets me going. It gets me going. But, you know, like I said, life hit. Life hit this offseason. I had uh, a lot of stuff going on, and this has been the most inconsistent offseason I've had. And, you know, it was a little mind fuck for a little bit. And, mm -hmm. You know, it was like, what the fuck, dude? Do I still love this? Do I still want to do this? And, you know, I, I, 
I lost that little fire in me, and um, and you know, I kept grinding it out and shit. Life is great, you know. Life is great now. Life is getting great, and the last four or five weeks, my training's been on point. You know, what I mean, I'm having some of the best workouts. My strength is getting back to where I'm liking it. Um, everything's feeling good. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's. It's uh, it bothers me a little bit seeing them because now I'm like I'm getting into that mode. Yeah. I'm starting to love how I look again. I'm starting to love the workouts. I'm excited about it. So yeah, it's a little it's it's bothering me, but I know what I know what I gotta do. Like you know, I see Sergio Olivia. He took a whole year off last year. Right. Now look at him. He's looking pretty freaky. Yeah. Like Phil, Phil took a year off. So there's a lot of people that's taking years off that needed. Not saying that I'm gonna take a whole year off, you know, but I gotta string along some real good months of working out before I try to hop on the stage and go against the best of the best, you know what I mean? Because people know who I, who I am. I made my name already, so I don't want to go out there and start pooing on my name and not bringing what I'm used to bringing, right. you know what I mean? So You don't want to redefine the definition. You want to be the definition. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I just got to take my time and um, string along some uh, perfect days and some perfect months and, you know, then get with Matt and then we'll see what the game plan is, you know what I mean? So, As a yeah. professional bodybuilder, what you spoke on before, I can imagine be kind of scary is that, that mind fuck. Like you hit a wall and you start asking yourself, do I want to keep doing this? Yeah. What got you out of that? What got me out of that? Uh, I, the stuff that was dragging me down, the things that were dragging me down, I decided to put that stuff behind me mm -hmm. and move forward from that stuff and uh, put myself first, you know what I mean? And you know, when it comes down to it, I, I love myself, you know what I mean? So if this situation is fucking me up in the world and fucking my, my stuff up, it's time for me to put that situation behind me and move forward with, with, with what I got to do to better myself and get myself back into groove and be that crazy, joyful, crazy-ass person I am, you know what I mean? I, I lost myself a little bit, so now I'm on that right path. I'm yeah. back now, you know what I mean? It's feeling great now. What would you do if you didn't do this? What would I do if I didn't do this? Yeah, like, I mean, if you, if, if you you had to come to Jesus talk with yourself that day and you're like, you know what, I'm done, what would Charles do? I would still, you know, um, personal train. You know yeah. what I mean? I still personal train and still coach and everything like but that. But that doesn't give you the thrill of competition. No, it doesn't. But the coaching does, you know, sure. because I could bring my athlete from this and bring them to where I'm at, you know what I mean? So that's what I would do, you know what yeah. I mean? And it was, it was a little, I, I, I was really upset with myself. I'm like, what, man? Do I want to do this anymore? Am I excited about bodybuilding? Do I want to eat these meals? I didn't really know what I want to do, but uh, I had an anchor on me, you know what I mean? And I dropped that anchor off me, and I'm like, damn, I love this shit, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm in the workouts, I'm eating all my meals, and everything's good, so yeah, it sucks seeing everybody getting ready now once I start feeling good, you know what I mean? But you know, everything happens for a reason, you know what I mean? And, um, We've all been through shit. We've all been through shit, and that's yeah. why I tell everybody, you gotta keep grinding, you know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't stop doing your stuff. I didn't stop eating my meals, I didn't stop working out, I didn't stop doing none of that. I kept the foot on the pedal, and I just kept grinding it out. And sooner or later, that light was gonna shine, and now that light's shining, we back. We are we 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 100 back. So I feel great. You know That's what good. I mean? I'm looking forward to my workouts now. I'm, the next, the prior day, I'm like, what am I gonna do? This and that. So I'm excited about what's to come ahead. You know what I mean? Is it difficult for you at this stature now to, to stay motivated? Because I, I remember when I first started bodybuilding and lifting, like you see the physical body changes pretty dramatically yep. over a period of time. Yep. Um, you hear people all the time being like, well, I had a plateau, I'm kind of losing it, and then they fall off the bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, you have to eat away. We know this. We yeah. eat a certain way. We lift yeah. a certain way consistently. Yeah. And sometimes we ask ourselves, for what? Yeah. So how do you stay motivated? Because how I stay motivated, this sport saved my life. You know what I mean? This sport saved my life, and it gave me life. And um, 
the 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 support and the love I get around Minnesota, around the world, you know what I mean? How can you not stay motivated? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I get so many different messages from people saying this and saying that and when I'm when I was feeling like not doing not in my groove and not feeling good about stuff and I'm getting messages from people and those messages help. Like yeah. you, I look up to you, this and that, that and that. I shared my story with them, this and that, and it helped them. So it's like I'm winning right now because yeah. I'm helping people. My story is helping people. So that's that's keeping me motivated right there. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Then we're gonna talk about your story a little bit because it's fascinating as fuck. Um, it's it's it's. I mean, yeah. Think about it. You're Minnesota boy. Like, I mean, you weren't born here, but you're here, at Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Not like the most popular state in the nation. You are signed with one of the, the largest supplement companies on the planet, Redcon yeah, One. Yeah. They do a post with you on their social media channels, and it gets a, a bazillion likes. I mean, people commenting left and right. You ever scroll through the comments on, on stuff like when Redcon posts something and see like what people are saying about you? I always do. You yeah. Know what I mean, I always do. You know, but I used to not do that because people got negative stuff to say. Right. But it's social now, media. Once you've been in the game and you know what social media is, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So yeah, I scroll through that. You you know what I mean? So, yeah, I always go through the message and see what people say and everything like that. Yeah. What do you take from it? Just, I mean, is it more flattering what people say? I mean, is that... Yeah, I, is could, it, I, I never get used to it. You know what I mean? You, when, once you get used to it, then you think you're the shit I feel like. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So when people come in here and they staring and then they look away because they know it's who I am and they come up, can we take a picture? That shit always feels good to me. I've never got used to it in the five years I've been doing this. It still excites me. Can I take a picture? Fuck yeah, you can take a picture. Yeah. Come on, let's take a picture. That shit makes me feel good. So if you ever get used to that, it's like, oh, that's just, that happens all the time. Then I feel like you you, 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 you think you're the shit. You yeah. know what I mean? You're, uh, I'm the shit. No, that shit excites me. You know right. what I mean? So I, I feel good about that. You know it's cool because, I mean, you know, recently I was down in South Florida for Singerman's 40th and Brian Shaw was there, world's strongest man, like four times, whatever. Yeah. Uh, taking pictures with people left and right. I mean, yeah. the same thing. Like, he yeah. loves to do it yeah. because... At the end of the day, like strongman made him yep. and and built his house yep. and all this stuff. Yep. I mean, yep. through through his talents, yep. obviously. Um, what for you and and you look at this in, entire sport? Do you think it's heading in a in a good direction? Do you think it's in a good place in terms of professional bodybuilding? Because we have obviously the Arnold, the Olympia. We have the international shows like Arnold in Colombia is huge that we don't yep. talk about a lot in the states. And then yep. you have Athleticon coming from The Rock and and Danny Garcia. What would you do? You how would you rate 2020 the state of bodybuilding? 2020 state of bodybuilding, I rate it as going in the right direction. Okay. I feel like it's going in the right direction. That's what I feel. Uh, um, I feel like ever since I got into the sport, um, it's continued to go in the right direction. You know what I mean? You got a lot of people negative. This era is better. This era. This era is better than whatever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You, each era is different. So I feel like right now bodybuilding is going in the right direction. I feel like um, with all the international shows they're adding and this and that, that I like what's going on with the sport right now, you know what I mean? Have you done an international show? No, I haven't, so that's going to be probably my, this possibly be my first year doing an international show because uh, um, I string along some of these great months of working out, then I hit me a late show, Romania yeah. or something like that, go over uh, across the country, so that's... Fans abroad are obsessed, obsessed. <laughs> with I, this it, It's crazy, the, the love I get from um, the people in different countries, you know what I mean? It, it, it's yeah. crazy, yeah. It, I mean, it, obviously Vegas is cool for the Olympia, yeah, but that's yeah. still like nothing compared to going to Man. Romania or Colombia yeah, or Brazil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, places yeah. Like that. yep, 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 it's crazy. So I, the message I get, hey, this is um, from Brazil or this yeah. is from Africa or this is from the UK, this is from Romania, you know, just Wherever they're from, they just love the bodybuilding sport. They love the sport of bodybuilding, like how you can say NFL 
is like the big thing in America mm -hmm. or NBA. In those countries, bodybuilding yeah. is like that in those countries. So it's pretty dope how they look at I mean, it. They have a lot of you know athletes that came from there, like yeah. Arnold Dorian. I mean, you, yeah. could, you mentioned like yeah. a handful of people who built yeah. this sport. They're yeah. they're not from America, you know? Um, I mean, obviously some of the later ones in terms of Ronnie and Jay have, have recruited a lot. Um, before we take a break, I want to touch on one thing. You mentioned that you know, you've been in this five years. So if you do the math for that home, when you stepped on the Olympia stage, you were three years in? Uh, so 14, 14 was my first year, 15, 16, 17. So 15, 16, 17, 18, so I was four years Four, four, four years, years in, in four and years stepping years. on stage in Vegas. Yeah, four years in. There are people watching this and listening to this be like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I mean, some people, most people start when they're like, you know, 18, 19, and it takes yeah. them until their mid-20s, and yeah. You, yeah. you rose quick. Yeah, yeah, I rose real quick, and that I rose real quick, and I had a lot of <clears throat> chatter about me. It was I was real going this, going that, and it's kind of died down a little bit. Yeah. And it's time for me to bring that shit back up, you know what I mean? So that's why I had to let the negative shit go out of my life and uh, bring the definition back, bring the Charles Griffin back, yeah. bring the, the powerhouse back that I am, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm happy I made those steps to put the negative stuff out of my life or not even negative stuff, the stuff that was just getting me out of my place. Right. And I put that aside and now I'm back, man, you know what I mean? Now it's time to start getting here and pushing some weight and doing what I love to do, you know what I mean? So I'm excited about that now. Yeah. Love it. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to talk about some of the challenges you faced growing up and, and moving here and just gotcha. crazy story that I think, you know, your story you were talking yeah, about earlier, yeah. that's going to motivate people. Gotcha. You're going to want to listen to this. Gotcha. I've spent most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses I transform into commitments, the haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the will to identify, track, test, and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Kethin, and I am Cage Muscle. added to ours, Alpha GPC and Tyrosine. These are active ingredients that actually pass the blood-brain barrier and calls for efficient focus. Next is caffeine. 
We're the only energy drink company that uses two different forms of caffeine. Caffeine citrate to hit you fast, and caffeine anhydrous to hit you slow. Got any pee? Oh, you dropped it. What don't we want? We don't want wrinkles. Sugar causes wrinkles, and that's what we do not want. We have zero sugar in our raised energy. We also have the lowest count of sodium out of all the energy drinks on the market. Make sure you stop and pick up your raised energy and demand more. I've been hated, ridiculed, embarrassed, and humiliated. I've been burned, betrayed, and backstabbed. <laughs> I damn near lost it all. But you know what? I refuse to give up. I refuse to be defeated. And I refuse to allow them to define me. This isn't going to be easy, and I'm up for the fight of my life. But the beautiful thing is, is, we are given a new day to live in the present. And leave the past behind. I define me. Watch me rise. Some of the best advice I got in terms of this sport is you have to be a little bit like arrogant and cocky. Uh, I mean, you have to like just a little bit in terms of like you need to have swagger, yeah. and especially when you're on stage doing things. You growing up, going through life, I've heard your story before. I'm gonna have you tell it again, but uh, it seemed like you had some arrogance about you in terms of like you maybe were untouchable for a while. Um, but I mean, take us through childhood for Charles and growing up. I know you lost your mother, and yeah, it's very difficult. The short version of it. I had a silver spoon in my mouth. My mama spoiled me. I could have whatever I want, but um, I was athletic. Nobody could touch me in football, basketball, this and that. But and did you show that? Were you kind of cocky, arrogant? Yeah, I kind of was. Yeah, I was. I was, you know, and I didn't use my ability to where I should. I didn't use my ability how I couldn't use my ability, you know what I mean? So I wanted to, I wanted to be in the streets. I wanted to party. I wanted to be doing the bad boy stuff, game banging, the, the smoking weed, the doing the drugs. I want to do all that stuff, and I did that for a lot of years, you know what I mean? And um, I moved away from Arizona and moved to Minnesota and still was doing the same stuff I was doing in Arizona, you know what I mean? I tried to get, a, get, get away from Arizona and move to Minnesota and get away from that, but that didn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was doing the same stuff, and I'm talking about, like, I was a party of my whole life, drugs my whole life, alcohol my whole life, and um, came out here, and that's all I ever knew. And basically, I lost my mom 2012, October 2012. I lost my mother, and that took me off the deep end. You know what I mean? And um, I just coped with it with drugs and and more drugs and more drugs. You know what I mean? I was speeding on my motorcycle 130 miles an hour around the freeways doing stupid stuff just not caring about life because i lost my mother mm -hmm. you know what i mean and um i was up on like a, 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 a three-day binge when i realized like man she didn't raise me like this you know what i mean she raised me to be better than that and everything so um what i had to do was i had bodybuilding that's what bodybuilding yeah for me. bodybuilding um 
saved me, you know what I mean? Bodybuilding put some uh, happiness back in my life and got me off that stupid shit. That's mm -hmm. what bodybuilding is. So that's why when I started uh, losing everything this year, fucking up with my workouts, fucking up with my meal plans, it felt like that, that the shit that saved me, it, 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 I was putting that, I was putting that on the back burner and I'm just not caring like I was supposed to be caring, yeah. not doing the stuff I was supposed to be doing because this shit, this sport saved me, this sport gave me life, this sport's paying my bills, this sport's doing this, I got clients because of this sport, I'm coaching clients because of this sport, um, you know what I mean? And I got away from that, I got away from that, and I got away from that, and um, you know, so it's, I mean, your story, too, being with Redcon, I don't know if you've heard Aaron Sigerman's story uh, either. Aaron was addicted to drugs. I mean, just did a ton of drugs in his 20s and 30s. Uh, same kind of thing, too. Like, he realized, that, you know, for me to, to do what I need to do, and obviously, you know, the empire he's built now, um, you had to kind of get away from that. Yeah. And um, was there a point ever for you where you kind of, I mean, did, did you ever want to, like, just not be here? Yeah, I didn't want to be here. I, I was just like, fuck life, you know what I mean? I'm either going to enjoy life or I'm going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to end up dying. I thought I was going to hurt myself. I thought I was going to do something stupid. And one day I just woke up and was like, I need to... Uh, I need to better myself. Right. You know what I mean? I need to do something good for myself and I threw away that I threw away the drugs, I threw away all that and here we are. I'm having a podcast with you yeah. talking about bodybuilding, pro bodybuilder, this and that and it, it changed my life, so this sports changed my life. So that's why when I went a little off the deep end this year with not as consistent this and that it was driving me fucking crazy right. because i've been so consistent with my all my shit for so long and just to get thrown off the little railroad track this year it was kind of a mind fuck but you know what i mean like i said i kept grinding and now we back you know what i mean so your mom sounds like a saint sounds like she had her hands full yeah with you and your brother i mean how many how many siblings do you have just me and my brother you and your brother um did you did your mom have help at home uh, she was with my dad for a while, okay. but then as we got older, she was a single parent, and people thought we were rich, you know what I mean? But she was a single parent, and she got everything for us by grinding out, you know, mm -hmm. working hours, this and that. So my mom was a shit, man, you know what I mean? She she passed away out here, so I didn't get to see my mom for six years. Um, no, I haven't seen my mom for over a year. I didn't get to see my mom for over a year. And I got to spend the last six days with her here. And she passed away when she was visiting me and my brother yeah. here. So it was like God's work. Let me get my last time with my, yeah. with my, with my, with my best friend. You know what I mean? So that's what When you were going through your stuff and, and doing the street stuff and drugs and alcohol, did your mom ever pull you aside and say, Charles, you need to get your shit together? Yeah, she did. She did. But then after a while, it's like he's grown and he's going to do what he's going to do. And I just got to make sure I'll be there for him. And she was always there for me. Sure. And I might get an earful, but you know, she was always there for me. So I wish she could see me now. Well, she does see me. Yeah. I wish she was in the flesh now and could see me now. You know what I mean? But what, what sucks is I feel like my mother gave her life to give me life. Because I feel like if she was still here, I would still be doing the same bullshit. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so um, one, of my, one of my close people to me said I'm a healer. That's what she's called me. She says, You're a healer. And you know, she says that my mom 
gave me that trait, you know what I mean? So a lot of people come with me with their problems, come with me, talks about this, talk about that, and I'm the guy to come to and I make sure, you know, around the gym, this and that. I'm the, 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 the words of wisdom, you know what I mean? And I feel like my mom blessed me with that right now. So like I said, if she was here, I'd still be doing the same shit. So I feel like she gave her life to give me life. And I feel like I'm living a life my mom wanted me to live right now. Right. That's some positive stuff, you know what I mean? So yeah. Who did you have outside of your mom growing up? Did you have a role model, a mentor, somebody that kind of... My mom. Besides, just your mom? My mom, you okay. know what I mean? That's my number one person, my mom. See what my mom done with me and my little brother. I don't need nobody else to look up to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was all about my mom. That's what it was about, yeah. You talk about how bodybuilding saved your life. Like, you have a tattoo that says IFBB yeah. right on your forearm. I mean, it's yeah. a constant reminder. Constant reminder. Next to the most important person is yeah. my mother. And then right here, IFBB. And a couple of people on Instagram like, oh, you got an IFBB tattoo. Why? Because I wanted to. Yeah. It's my motherfucking body. I wanted to get it, but it's important. It's, I've never done anything in my life. At, I've never done, I feel like, this is the most positive shit I've done with my life. Mm -hmm. So why not put that across from the most positive person in my life? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have there been more, so I mean, there are going to be people listening to this or watching this that have gone through stretches of using drugs too and then they may went to rehab or whatever. Did you have to do rehab or did you just quit cold turkey? How, I, how'd I quit, you stop? I quit cold turkey. I threw the cocaine away, went to LA Fitness and started working out for my first show. That's how I stopped. Did you know you wanted to do this or were you just working out as sort of, was that your vice for a while? It was just my vice for a while, but people were like, you know, I knew I had some crazy genetics. I knew how I looked growing up and how I looked before that. So I was like, hey, what's a better way to get some discipline and structure in your life? Bodybuilding, mm -hmm. meal plans, training schedule, this and that. That's what I needed. and. That's what I did. Yeah, I mean, crazy genetics. Uh, your brother's in the NFL. Like, you got a good athletic family. You said you're athletic as well. Um, did you, when you were younger, did you want to be like a pro football player, pro basketball player? You we mentioned basketball. Did. You know, we all did. You know what I mean? I, 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 that's every, when you're good at sports, growing up in sports. That's all we want to do. But um, like I said, I went the wrong route. Mm -hmm. The the drugs, the alcohol, the 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 want to be a gangster, want to be a bad boy, want to be all that shit. You know what I mean? So. The, 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 those dreams and aspirations left out the window once I started being a knucklehead in this yeah. bitch, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Seeing family members be successful, did that, did that fire, put a fire underneath you, like I get my shit together nope, and you didn't care? Nope. What, what, what put a fire under together when, when my mom passed and I was just going nowhere fast and I was like, she raised me better than this, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? What was the moment for you, like where you, your mom reached down and grabbed you by the shirt and said, we gotta, we gotta get our shit to right? Like, I mean, there must have been, was there a moment that you remember you recall? Like, were you laying in bed one night? Or I was, wasn't sleeping. And I just looked at myself and I felt like I wasn't who, I, who, who, who I've been, you know what I mean? I was deteriorating as a person and I was like, I need to fix this and I fixed it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Didn't need no help, didn't need nothing and I just fixed it and once again, here I am talking to Ryan on informing yeah. podcast, you know what I mean, yeah. It's interesting because I mean, had you, had you passed back then, like had you really hit the deep end and like left this earth, your legacy you left behind would be something that... My legacy would have been a party, oh, yeah. he used to love to party. Right. He was the, 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 the yeah. I mean, you, I mean, not what you wanted to leave. No. Now you're rewriting, rewriting the definition of you. Yes. Um, yes. So, like, what, what do you want your legacy to be when your time comes? Like, or when you're, when you're done with bodybuilding, I mean, what, what type of impact do you want to have? Uh, I just want to have a positive impact. You know what I mean? I just want to, um, I just want to be a, I just want to have a positive impact. I just want people to say, when I brushed shoulders with Charles, he was a good dude. Um, he was always that same humble. Uh, 
joking person. Yeah. You know what I mean, I just want everybody to know that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to be like, oh, he was the greatest, this and that. I just want everybody to know that I was a positive dude, and you know what I mean. I want nothing but good words to said about me, and that's that's. I know that's all going to be said with me. Ain't no bad words can be said about me because I do everybody like I want to be done. You know what I mean? So yeah. Tell me about your nickname. I don't know if it's self-given. Somebody gave it to you. The definition. Where did it come from? How did they? I just made it up. Okay. They were like one day. They were like, we got to come up with a name, and I was a definition. Perfect. It rhymed together. Got you. The guy came. It just came out of nowhere. So yeah. It, it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Tell me how you found Matt. Because Matt, for those who don't know, Matt Jansen, a phenomenal trainer. Uh, most notably known for Dallas McCarver, uh, but how'd you guys kind of connect? One of the most popular coaches out there, and I liked, I liked, his, I liked his style, you know what I mean? And um, I felt like I could click with him, I could really get along with him, and um, our personalities would, would match up, this and that, and I've only been with one other coach beside mm -hmm. him, and I was like, you know, if I ever leave this coach, Matt is going to be my coach, and um, it was he never reached out to me he never tried to poach me from my coach this and that I, I reached out with him and he was like yeah buddy i'm ready to help you and i stayed with my coach and then the next show after indy when it, we hit we missed the mark again and he was there and i came out angry and he just calmed me down and i'm like nobody could calm me down he calmed me down and i was like okay got home thought about it and hit Matt up and now he's my coach. When did you guys start your, I guess, professional relationship in terms of him being your coach? What year was that? March 2018. 2018, okay. No, so April 2018. 18, so recent. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. after, um, you know, after the Dallas, well, Dallas passed in 17, 17 so yeah. it was right after Dallas. Um, I mean, it's, it's, and we talked about this last time too, in terms of Matt, like, mentoring you and coaching you. I mean, he obviously has had stories about Dallas, holds Dallas very near and dear to his heart. He named his child after Dallas. Any stories he's shared with you that, that kind of like motivate you or, or really hit you in the fields? Yeah, you know, he shared a lot of stories with me. He shared a lot of, uh, a lot of stories with me and just hearing the stories and hearing how he talks, to, talks about Dallas and for him to put me in the story, uh, put me up there in the like, you know, the Chicago bro, let's go win this for Dallas. We're gonna do this for Dallas. So for him to even mention my name with Dallas, you know, is is respect because I know what he thinks of Dallas. Mm -hmm. He named his first kid after Dallas. So, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, he shared a lot of stories with me about Dallas McCarver and his grind and how they used to do and everything like that. But you know, I don't wanna get on here and share the stories because that was when me and Matt were talking. Yep. And, but he shared some stories and it was very motivating for him to even put me in that in the bus. And that same bus as Dallas, you know, it's very motivating, yeah. It's cool, too, because Dallas was, was with Redcon. Here you find yourself, yeah. like, with Redcon. Yeah. Um, the Redcon team, not to, like, make this podcast about Redcon by any means, but now you have Cedric McMillan, you have some, some big, big right. dudes down there. I'm just blessed to be a part of it, man, you know what I mean? I'm blessed to be a part of it, and I um, want to continue to grow with Redcon, man. They're a fast-growing company. Everywhere Huge. you look, you open your eyes, Redcon, Redcon is kind of crazy now ever since I've been with Redcon. The amount of people wearing red cons, mm -hmm. uh, sweatshirts, and shirts, this and that. We never seen that around here. Now I see everybody wearing it. So it's pretty cool once I started uh, being with Redcon. Now everybody around here is supporting the Redcon stuff. You know? Have you had an opportunity to spend like some a considerable amount of time with your fellow athletes? I mean, outside of the stage, like, I'm not saying it has to be Cedric or whoever, but have you had a chance to maybe spend some time with some of these guys and, and learn their stories and maybe find some motivation from, from what they're doing and, and share your story? Because your story is no, no, I, I, I hung with Nathan, but it wasn't really like sharing stories 
business now. We trained up there with Nate, with Matt in Tennessee and everything like that. But you know, I'm pretty much like a lot of these guys, I see a lot of these guys, they like, they know each other, this and that, that and that, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm kind of like a loner, you know what I mean? I, I go get the show done and then here I come back to my Minnesota people, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, I haven't really built big relationships with a lot of them, well, with a lot of them, you know what I mean? And I don't know, I just- Do you want that? You know, if it happens, it happens. It's sure. not something I don't want. It's not something I do, I'm looking forward to doing. Like, right. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys where I'm just going to go with it. And mm -hmm. if, it's, if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? So that's what it is with that. You mentioned, like, Flex reached out to you on Instagram and, and kind of, like, hit you up, talked with you a little bit. Has anybody else, you know, past, present, reached out to you and gave you any advice? For Dexter you? reached out. Dexter's, Sean Rollins reached out, you know, said some stuff. You know, uh, me and Sergio talked. It's like, I got a lot of them that I shoot the shit with, have a little comment here, a little message here, this and that, but you know, I haven't really uh, sat around and built relationships with them like a lot of these guys have, yeah. you know what I mean? I haven't got that chance, it's like, you know what I mean? Um, it's a one-man sport, you know what I mean? So, um, my people are here in Minnesota, like mm -hmm. I love everybody that I'm competing against, they're all cool people, this and that, like I said, Brandon, this and that, but I build relationships around where I'm from, and this is all my Minnesota people, like you Minnesota people, she's yeah. Minnesota people. So this is where I'm most important about building my relationships from because this is the people that, you know, I'm around every day. Right. Everything like that, so yeah. Talking about your Mount Rushmore of bodybuilding, you mentioned already the GOAT being Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. I don't think you can have a Mount Rushmore in bodybuilding without Ronnie up there. Yeah. Um, I know in the past we've talked about Dexter and his longevity yeah, in the sport. Yeah, gotta put Dexter in there. Gotta put Phil in there. Yeah. Um, so you got a fourth head. Who would you who would you toss in that fourth spot? I mean, you, there's a ton to pick from. There's a know? ton to pick from. And I, I mean, I, I candidly, I don't know the history of the sport as well as many do. I didn't follow it religiously until yeah. you know maybe upwards of ten years ago. And I don't know if you really follow it religiously, but you have, you know, you have Arnold, you have Lee Haney, you have some of these Dorian Yates, you have all these big names, uh, Jay Cutler. You know, just, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna put them all up there. Yeah. I gotta put them all. I can't even pick. Yeah. I can't even. I was gonna try to pick. Cause I'm not gonna, you know, but I'm gonna have to put, I'm gonna have to, what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to put, the two people I'm gonna have to put up there is uh, Ronnie Coleman and Dexter Jackson, just because of the career Dexter's had. Yeah. So those are two people I'm gonna put up there and there's a lot of other great bodybuilders up there. So it's just a hard, it's hard to pick. Mm -hmm. Cause once I was about to pick somebody and he started naming this person, I'm like, oh shit, I give up. I'm not right. even gonna pick. But I had to put Ronnie and Dexter up there. Ronnie's the goal for, for obvious reasons and Dexter, come on now. What else can you say about Dexter? Yeah, the dude. I mean, wears a visor like nobody else, and he, I don't know how old he is now, but he's still yeah. killing it. All right, let's let's end this with with what does the sport need in terms of injection? Of, there has to be an entertainment value to this as well. You guys have a posing routine that's great. Um, I I love watching Kai Green just pose for fun because yeah. the dude enjoys it so much, and I've heard him speak about posing. But you got the physique guys talking trash on one another. It might be a good fun, but it's it's generating some buzz around their division. I like shit talking. Yeah, I think I it's like cool. It. I think it's cool, man. You know what I mean? As long as you don't get um, personal with it. Disrespectful, yeah. Disrespectful yeah. with it, you know what I mean? As long as you keep it fun and this and that, I like the shit talking. You know what I mean? I like it. it, it, it it, why, why not do that? Right. You know what I mean? And we've talked about they this. They used to do that back in the day. Tons. Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler. And it was on talk, DVDs. Yeah, it was on DVDs. They used to talk shit to each other. So why should that change? I like I like a little a little shit talk. And it's crazy because we have more access now to do it with Instagram yeah. and, and social media. that We just don't have it. Except for the physique guys, like I mentioned. They're, they're doing some stuff. Um, everyone's kind of quiet. They're training overseas. They're covering up in public. 
do you have, I mean, you don't like to cover up. I've seen you, you post on no, Instagram all like the time how you look up. And, and I love that. Yeah, That's what yeah, we should yeah, be doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so many people like to keep themselves covered up and, and quiet. And I get, that's their prerogative. They can do what they want. But they can make more money and they could build a sport by maybe being a little bit more outgoing. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep, yep. even Sean Roden, I love Sean, but he's always in a, in a, in a sweatsuit, like yeah. always covered up. Why cover up? And Jay, Jay Cutler said the same thing. He's like, why cover up? We're bodybuilders. Show right. this shit. People want to see this. Um, without the without the fans and without the people paying to go see the Olympia and doing this and buying these supplements and buying this, what will we be? Right. So show them what we're working for. Uncover yourself. Yeah. Quit carrying this. What, what is that going to change? You wearing a sweatsuit, I still know you're going to come with some muscle and shred it. Show the shit. Show your fans that that's what they're paying for. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I don't never cover up. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Will we see you compete in 2020? If Yes, I, I, I think I'm about to compete. I think um, the way it's just looking right now, I say late 2020, catch me one of those late shows and why everybody all tired and stuff and I give me a, 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 um, a early Olympia qualification. Yeah. Uh, so ideally, ideally, in a perfect world, what show would you shoot for? You know what? Like seriously, just because of the way my life's been this past year, I haven't even really looked at all the later shows this and that. Sure. I just know some of them just off the hand because of they've been the shows around. So, like I said, man, life has been a little hectic. Uh, I, this is the first year of my bodybuilding year where life has threw me off my course, man. So, you know what I mean? I, I haven't really looked at the schedule like that because if I'm looking at the schedule, that's just going to put pressure on me. Yeah. So, I had, to, I had to get A and B correct before I start looking at C. So we're getting A and B together right now and then C is gonna come into play. Take a little vacation, go yeah. go somewhere warm because it's yeah. cold as shit here yeah. in February. Come yeah. back and let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, All right, thanks, brother. Yes, Appreciate it. That was Charles Griffin, IFBB Pro Stud. You can find him over on the Instagram as well. He's an official Redcon 1 athlete. He's a professional bodybuilder. Professional bodybuilding saved the dude's life. Literally has a tattoo on his forearm that uh, you know says IFBB because his life was literally saved from the amazing sport of bodybuilding. If you guys liked what you heard here, hit that subscribe button. We're on iTunes. We are on Spotify and over at the YouTube uh, via video platforms. Make sure you write us a review if you like what you heard. It helps out the algorithm so more people can find the podcast on those platforms. Uh, fitnessinformant.com is the official website of what we're going. You can find us at Fitness Informant on Facebook, at Fit Informant on Twitter, Fitness Informant on Instagram. We can keep up with all things supplement news, deals, uh, reviews, all that good stuff, workout routines, nutrition plans, and more. Appreciate Charles taking the time out of his busy schedule to meet with us. Next week on the podcast, Jeremy Potvin, uh, another IFBB pro, men's physique man, going to grace the stage back in 2020 at the 2020 uh, Mr. Olympia. First time returning to the Olympia since 2018. Jeremy's got a great story, military man, helps out with fit ops. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can check out Jeremy next week. Until next time, I am the one and only. Everything hang you, behave, and let's go.